Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Hey, Marketing Money Podcast listeners out there, if you need help with your geofencing and mobile placement of advertising, uh, such as we talk about from time to time, you've got to be on the phone. Look to Rain Local. Uh, they're a partner with this podcast now, and uh, Rain Local does a heck of a job on placing ads on that mobile phone native and helping with social as well. Uh, so if you want to look them up, rainlocal.com. If you talk to a rep, tell them the Marketing Money Podcast sent you. And now, back to our regular talk. Marketing Money Podcast. Podcasting is so cool now, so we had to make one for all the bank marketers, and this is the Marketing Money Podcast, marketingmoneypodcast.com, and I'm your host, Johnny Oxford, with the co-host of The Roast, Josh Mabus. John Mabus. Well, that's what everybody calls you, because they get the confusion on, because our parents decided to name us very similar names. Yeah, but I mean, like... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just the proximity to a person named John. I think it's a lot of people not paying attention. I think it's because I'm awesome, and they just want to assume that you should be awesome too. So they just say, "Hey, John well, and John." Prepare for disappointment. Yes, because I'm not awesome. Uh, okay, I'm extravagant. I wouldn't say you're extravagant. Um, I'm eccentric, ex- exuberant, eccentric. I am maybe. eccentric. Eccentric. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm at a point. To where, uh, and you and I have talked about this, like those young guys of like, I'm just ready for the old guard to step down and and to listen to me. And now, I don't care. Nah, you got to get over yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's As in, I, in general. I've matured just, to the point where, now. okay, well, if you don't listen to good advice, if you don't want to do whatever, uh, if you don't really want the help, or you know, I'm, I'm self assured now. Let's start out with a solid weekly win for the old Renaissance Bank. Okay. Yesterday, I was pulling up the old social statistics, mm. and I looked at the Facebook, the Facebook, the Facebook, and the one and only. I did. I was looking inside the Facebook, and I said, "How are we doing this week?" And so we have our page view report, and we pulled it up. We were looking across it. And hey, I'll be darned! Hey, 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 hey! hey. Uh, what? Don't, don't mention. Don't mention any other bank names. Oh, I'm not going to mention any other bank names. Okay. But we looked, and out of you here, United States, us United States, now we're a regional community bank. Mm-hmm. Five states. Yeah, in the South. Four and a third. Four and a third. God, we, we touch a couple of others, like on some overlap markets. But South Carolina's got more. A little North Carolina. So, you know, just a little, little light touch, light touch. Mm-hmm. Um, Glancing blows. Yes, yeah. But to that point... There is no way we should be competing the way we are with some of these other banks on social. Give us a, do you have a stat? I have a stat. All right. We were the second most active bank by engagements in the United States last week. I'm seeing if Bobby's ears are blowing up due to the, the, no. cl- the clap. We had a total of, are you ready? Drum roll, please. 159,000, 159,000. 
thousand. So were you like a di- were you a distant second? I mean, de- second's awesome. I'm I'm applauding you with my eyes. Oh oh, oh well yeah. But, but what was one? One was one point one million. So but if was, I tell you what the bank is, you would think they wow, should have they should have like it's a it's top three bank in America. Put it this way: if you looked at our followers to engagement ratio, we we are yeah. We are 100, 200, 300, 400, 500%, 600% more engagements than followers. They are, they're about even. So, yeah. like, in other words, for every follow that like or. So, really, you're number one. We're number one in engagement percent, like ratio. Yeah. yeah if right. you look at followers to engagement of our audience, we're, we're way ahead. And, and since like, I know what bank it is, I can bet that. A lot yeah. of their engagements are... Well, we're not talking about cinnamon here. So our cinnamon, not cinnamon, for those of you uh, enjoying your cinnamon toast crunch breakfast on Friday morning. A bark of a tree. Yes. But the sentiment of ours is super positive. Like yeah. I mean, like six bad to every 200 good. Theirs is like the opposite. Because mm-hmm. uh, we do the research on it. We've looked through it with our, yeah. our so social studio congratulations. stuff. So anyway, so I'm taking a victory lap uh, for And It's Over With. But that was it. That was my victory lap. It was fast. It was enjoyable. So next we week, edited we'll, out the victory lap. Well, yeah, it was. It just it was so slow. But anyway, so I'm excited and congrats to my I'm team. I'm excited for you because when you're this is a win that I had nothing to do. When with. you're the best bank in the well, you have to do some of the content. But when you're the best bank in the South, I, I, I was I was and your doing rock. this stuff. The wind yeah, beneath your wings. I, I you were the wind beneath my tiny feet. Yes. So, uh, but anyway, to that point. Shout it's, out, hey, by the way, shout, shout out, out Sean Carson, Big Feet. Sean Carson, it, size 13. Bank, Olympia. Basketball referee extraordinaire. And cool guy. Yeah, saw him last week. Anyway, let's move on. Big to, fan. We're, today we're going to talk about, we're going to delve back into the brand area of branding because here's, here's what I've seen. For those of you that are at, at or with publicly traded banks, the last two weeks have been earnings release weeks, whatever you want. Annual, annual shareholder meeting. Yeah. No, well, first no, quarter. The first, first quarter, quarter ended, and usually you release on the last two weeks of the month, depending on where your bank is. And investor relations, not on the finance side, but on the publication, print, re- media side, falls under my shop. Again, not in case my folks listen, not the financial side, dear Lord, no. But the other side of it does. And so I, we track and we watch these. And, and, and the pendulum has swung in the past, I'd say, 90 days or so from get deposits, get deposits, get deposits to where is the loan growth? Yeah. So now, you know, maybe one or two banks, you had a couple of, you know, whatever off the chart ones. But for the most part, banking seems to trend the same way. And now it's where's the loan growth, and it's many factors well, I, come na- into why there's no loan. But well, my point I'll, I'll is, is a, I want to throw in a couple just because I know there are banks out there who are whose executive management, especially in privately held small community banks, um, because they heard and because like it, there's just quite frankly a little bit of herd mentality, heard. Heard anyway, whatever. There was a pun there, I think. Heard on heard. Yep. Joe Castillo, shout out. Keep going. Yeah, it's a shout out podcast. It's a shout out podcast. Keep going. Um, it was heard on heard. The um, I'm I'm totally lost now. Anyway, the, the this herd mentality of like it's deposits, 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 and I don't know that anybody is necessarily looking. Some people are at the reasoning behind it. So so there's one of those this kind of herd mentality. Then two. Um, the reason that that um, loan growth is down is because you know under resourced banks, which just 
even large banks are under-resourced. Nobody ever has enough money to do everything they need to do. They turned all of their some do. Some do. They're opening cafes, and you can go in and well, have coffee. And they're, uh, <laughs> they yeah. got enough money to do whatever they want to do. Yeah, uh, it's good for Starbucks. It must be good for us. Um, but they point all their resources towards deposit growth, and so they didn't have enough area over in loan growth. Our lending, our lenders will take care of it. Um, I mean, it's going to be news to some people. I mean, it's going to be th- th- telling just the sheer fact of telling some of our listeners that. Um, and, and for their bank, it may not be true. I mean, I think that's a good caveat that the trend that we're going to see is now the these big swinging pendulums often swing. That's a big word, pendulum. Pendulum. The pit and the pendulum. Yes. Little Edgar Allan Poe, the popping mm, the, the raven. Well, but pit and the pendulum is where we yeah. are. Yeah. Cast of Amontillado fan. is my favorite uh, Edgar Allan Poe gotcha. story. Did you know he only had one ear? He cut it off and mailed it to his lover. Is that a true story? <laughs> I think that was Van Gogh, but, you know, there are. That story is also fake. He never cut off his ear? He it, cut off his ear, but there was it was a whole other I thing. I think he cut off his nose, thus the saying. To spite his to face. To spite his face. Yeah. Because then he couldn't paint his face. Yeah. Ear was removed in a fight. Uh, that's, and then there was, like, some post. That's, that's eerily similar to another story. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, news to you. Just wanted to pause a second and acknowledge um, that there is a trend shift. That's not what our podcast is going to be about, necessarily about the shift from from um, deposits to loans. But what happens in this ever-shifting world that we can't control, that sometimes we're just following a herd? And because, I mean, th- there are bank presidents out there and CEOs, I will tell you this, I don't mind saying this to our audience, that will see that and like, oh, oh, these big banks are, are, are loan gross down, so that means we got to go after those loans. And I mean, I met some of them, don't even look at their books to see what the books say. So I don't know what your position is out there, marketer, listener. I'll tell you what it should be. What should it be? Focus on brand. And here's why. Deposit swing Swings back to loans. You've been over here marketing deposit campaigns, deposit, deposit, deposit this whole time, and all of a sudden, the market, the analysts, the whole thing changes to loans. Moves out from Are you just going to pivot and move away all this building sales content, all the stuff you've done for deposits? Now you're moving it into the loan category, and you're swinging your entire message, and you've got to ramp up all the You've got to pull all the equity you put into the old campaign, put it in a new campaign, and instead of that... If you had just built brand the entire time and become top of mind, top aware, you know, top of the house on mind, if someone wants to change, if you've built a strong brand, the swinging of whatever is popular today won't matter because you're just the brand. Yeah. And there's another danger here, too, um, outside of that. So if you're the brand that someone chooses when they're looking for a bank, that's a much better position than let's just be real here. The deposit-centric and loan-centric marketing that happens is bank-centered. And it's product-pushing. Yeah. and it, it It's a product. It, you don't think of it that way, is, but it's a product. This is bank-market-centric, not the buying public-centric. It's not like people aren't borrowing money. Obviously, it has to be if all loan growth is down. But it's going out and advertising loans to a market that may or may not need loans right now 
And, you know, we're in a little bit of a rising rate environment and things like that, which is kind of why we're seeing the shift. Duh. Um, and if that's not a duh to you, I'm sorry. But, I mean, when it costs more to buy something, adoption generally goes down. Um, well, let, let's talk about but, what, but, you, what but, you can control, though. But, but that's what I'm saying, though, is I just want to, I don't know, maybe continue to poorly make this point. These trends have nothing to do with what the public wants to do. It's what the bank wants to do. That's right. And if you're the bank brand that is dominating your local regional market, when somebody's like, I need a loan, did you not hear that loan rates are up? I don't know. I've got to buy this building to expand my business. And my bank is Bank XYZ. Oh, and no, so- they, no, they just advertise deposits. I don't think they even loan money. No one thinks that way. Well, now the, the bank does. Well, but I'm just. I would argue that point a little bit. If all your bank has ever put out is deposit special CD, I think people generally know what their bank does. But I do think there's a little bit of lean towards, I don't, subconscious or unconscious, if you've only seen your bank talk about deposits, that you may be like, I just don't want people to pay that much attention. Well, the other thing is there's another factor. There's an advertising, then there's that other banker nipping at that client's. I think the other banker is more important than the advertising. Yeah, and it's like, hey, look, your bank isn't even really interested in loans. We're going to make you a better deal. There's a lot of market factors out there. My point is, when somebody needs a loan, they're going to go get a loan. And when they're going to deposit money where the path of least resistance is, the bank that they picked when they started or whatever. So to that point, I think this reiterates what we've talked about since day one is that brand is so important to banks but yet banks don't realize how important brand is because they have similar names 70 percent share similar word uh the pendulum swings and everybody runs from i want to make like i want to have one of the soundboards was like, like everyone yeah. runs from deposits to loans then you know 90 days from now, loan, if the economy heats up, and, and the economy is still warm as far as, but yeah. you know, there's lots of talk of maybe a recession, maybe not. It's it's had so much expansion over the past few quarters that all of a sudden it's like, if the if it's cyclical like it always has been, and I'm not an economist, but it's we're looking at some type of cooling off period. So everyone's kind of like, oh, then then they'll run back to deposits because yeah. it'll be no expansion for loans. So you want to own the deposit relationship for cheap money so you can. Or the Fed will drop the rate again and people will borrow money. I mean, it's just so then you want to be deposit. But the side, point is, so, but, your bank is in control of none of that. You so, have zero. So control. that's yeah, and and thank you for getting me back on my track there because it was you you don't have control of that you don't have control of legislative. What's going on out there? Whether it, you know, it, whether you're a ten billion dollar bank, you can't affect Durban. They may come in and change something else on us regulatory wise, from NSF fees to whatever. So you've got to look at what can you control, and you control the branding of your bank. You absolutely can. And if you're the best bank brand out there, you're gonna win. You, you may not win this quarter. You may not win, but in the long run, you I think you'll win. Well, I want to I want to read two things, and we don't hardly quote people. The good quote that we saw, and, and here's the thing: uh, I'm a have decent to heavily LinkedIn user. I just like the platform for some reason because it's odd. But and I like Facebook too. But my point to LinkedIn is there's so much kind of BS quotes out there like "Feel good, this will be the thing to save your day," and so a lot of times I just hide them or I just flip yeah. them. I go, "This is silly." Like, why is anybody even posting this? But this one hit. At a good point. Yeah, and John found this, and I am no, well, I have a couple of pet peeves. One, just people. Are they cats or dogs? Um, um, they are. And where do you keep these pets? In my spike cage. Oh, <laughs> I've never been in a spike cage, but it looks, it looks awesome. Spike cage, fight, cage fight at the spike cage. So Seth Godin, I'm nobody to critique Seth, Seth Godin, but like, 
a lot of barely applicable stuff to the ground level marketer. I just in his blog, I, it's kind of inspiring at times, perspective driven. But this was a really good quote, and this whole blog is good. We'll we'll link it. Um, little weird fact. So when I was in second grade, I bought a book about a Nintendo game because Nintendo was a big thing. So in second grade, where did you have money? How did you get to a place to buy the book? I don't know. And how could you even read? Cause... I had a good banking relationship, okay. John. All right. Your banker got it for <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, my banker got it for me. I was a high net worth second grader. Um, anyways, this book by... Um, by um, uh, uh, the author was called FX9 because it was this highly technical book. It, it found out later that Seth Godin actually wrote this like really crappy, like product driven, like rush on the Nintendo fandom book. Um, so I was reading Seth Godin in second grade, is what I'm saying. Um, it was just about the video game Mega Man of all things. But Seth writes, Nerd alert! Well, yeah, but nerds are cool now. So. Um, but are they? Yes. Really? I don't know. I mean, go watch 21 Jump Street. Watch it begin 21 Jump Street. Or don't. More of a 22 Jump Street kind of guy. So, if Nike announced they were opening a hotel, you would have a pretty good guess about what it would be like. But if Hyatt announced they were going to start making shoes, you would have no idea whatsoever what those shoes would be like. That's because Nike owns a brand, and Hyatt simply owns real estate. Seth Godin said that, just bookend, so if anybody picks it. I think that's, one, a very astute observation. I do think that you could push from Hyatt to, like, um, um, Waldorf, Historia, or whatever, and you could, like, those those lines would blur. Like, if Waldorf, uh, the Waldorf made a shoe, you would... Assume it would be pretty high end and whatever, because there are hotels that do own more of a brand, but nobody owns as much of a brand as Nike. I want to quote a second part of this because that's a sort of perspective. It's a cool soundbite, which is why we both gravitated towards it. And just quite frankly, banks are going to be much more on the hotel side. I mean, you, you can't, banks, I don't care how much I say or anybody says Nike. By the way, my pet peeves when you interrupt me. It's when me, people use Nike. Or when people use Nike. And when and, people interrupt you. And when people overuse quotes. They and they only, interrupt you. We heard, a, yeah, <laughs> we, heard a, we heard a speaker who only like gave quotes of other people. As so-and-so said, as so-and-so says, what are you saying? Because oh, I could have skipped this. Oh, the, I know who he's talking about. They will remain nameless because we're not going to ruin somebody's rep on this. But they spoke. For, <laughs> like it would. They spoke. Yeah. <laughs> they spoke for an hour. And I bet they quoted. 35 people. And anyway, and showed videos of themselves doing another thing. I could just watch videos. The, anyway. The speech was a link of quotes from people. So I want to give some perspective. You're not, bank, you are never going to be Nike. The best banks in America or the best banks of America that have the strongest brands are not Nike. There's a couple of strong, strongly branded national banks that if they create a hotel, I could have an idea what it would look like and how it would feel. It would charge you a lot of fees. True. And oh, they, shots fired! Uh, shots nah, I don't know about that. They might have cafes in the bottom of them. They might have other other branded items that that will remain not on the podcast. But to that, uh, what would if your bank decide tomorrow to flip it around? If your bank decide to create a shoe tomorrow, 
Would your let's not talk about would everybody because most of us are smaller than national brands, but would the people in your markets have an idea what the shoe would look like, feel like, and be like? And, I, and I'm talking about some like customer centric journey, like all, well, that, but that's all what, that. But that's what anybody would say. That's what they would say. Now, no, what color would it be? Would it be you know uh, like? Would it be? Think unique? about the brand. Would it be your brand, not some like they would come in and have a massage on their feet and get measured, and then it would be super. No, stop all that, that would stuff. Happen once. That no one. And then fall apart. That doesn't is just all talk. It's all talk. So here's a couple things. So if brand is the play, that it's very difficult. And and you know this is sort of a soapbox you hear us get on, but it's absolutely paramount. I'm gonna tell you something. I don't believe voice is the future of search. I really don't. I think it, there's a long. I think we hit a big bump in adoption because it was really easy to give well, somebody. In the South it can because no one can understand our accents. Exactly. And Amazon Echo or you know an Alexa was an easy Christmas gift to give people, and it was, you know, whatever. So we saw a bump in usage. There, there's a pretty long tail to to true widespread adoption. Plus, it's really hard to browse. Like if you're gonna reorder a thing, you know, I'm in the kitchen and I just use the last pasta. Alexa, order me some more spaghetti. Noodles. Oh, you sound so cool. Like yeah. I just envision you being like this cool guy cooking in the kitchen. Funny, my Alexa did kick on in the other room because lo and behold, I do have one. Um Alexa, do a podcast for us. I wish. Um <laughs> So going back to brand, let's say that somebody's about to change their banking relationship. And instead of just saying Alexa, find me a bank. They said, Alexa, find me First National Bank. She's going to give me it, it, first, the banks with first, because I just looked at this, first bank in it. There are 100. 100. Even 100 in America chartered right now. Out of 6,000 and. Well, actually, 5,000 yeah. and something. The, yeah. the consolidation, it's like 5,800 or so. So. Statistically, if you're a math nerd, oh, it's a hundred out of finding one out of a hundred is not good statistics, though. I'll just tell you that's a position you don't want your brand to be in. We have got to America banks, American banks. Oh, say can figure this you thing out. You cannot. I see the rolling out these other. The I've just turned the TV off because it means the statics. But come on. All right, let's go back, to Seth. Okay, good. So he makes, I think, three points in this um, article. The third point that, in case you don't want to click on this, uh, or you're part of our audience that can't read. Uh, so his third point, um, I'm going to make it active voice. Sorry to edit you, Seth, because I know you're listening. Find the intestinal fortitude to play a longer game. And that's what brand is. Stop trying to be the best first bank in America and and just get a unique name. There are shortcuts everywhere, corners that can be cut, profits that can be taken. Um, once you get a whole, um, a small head start, you can license your name to others. I'm sorry, banks, you're not ever going to be that. Be that. Not going to be that awesome. But but find the intestinal fortitude to play the long game, um, and understand that brand. So I'll tell you. I mean, it's sort of circumstantial. I don't. John may. Um, muzzle me on this, but we started brand advertising not because we were some brand geniuses um, at, well, the, at the beginning. I at, mean, you we know. didn't start out. Eh, you know. Well, not eh. to... <laughs> but it was because we couldn't 
find enough consensus of a of a thing to advertise a, and in a vacuum of we want to do CDs no we want to do our bankers no we want to do our people they can't say our name do advertise the name no we want to do locations but our locations are not good so let's do free ATMs and we did get lucky i will say this we neither one of us had anything to do with renaissance bank and we we found ourselves at a bank or with a bank with a with a with a great and unique name, but it had its problems. But what we maybe we were brand geniuses and didn't know is like if we can't do anything else, what can we do? And that's make certain that people know that Renaissance exists, that they can somewhat say it or at least find it, and that they know it's a bank, and they know what Renaissance Bank stands for. Well, and I also think when you go brand centric or, or push brand as like your thing. You don't have to waste all the time on. Uh, I mean, there, there's, a, there's some of it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't do it, but the compliance issues. You kind of, it's, it's, they're much lighter if it's just your pushing brand. The consensus building, the whole, you got to get your retail team on this, and got to get executive management on this, and got to get, like, if you're just branding, that takes a lot of that time equity out of it. And the other thing is understand what you're armed with. I don't care which bank you're with. Probably your number one expense, single employment expense, and um, largest area of employment is what I would call just generally business development. It's either your frontline tellers, your loan officers, your you you have an army of salespeople out there. Well, and you're digital too. Yeah. I mean, that's expensive. Well, well, I'm just saying, well, I'm saying banks that don't even advertise. I'm saying the three location community bank, they're paying their loan officers because they know that's their bread and butter. Bread and butter. I like bread and butter. You, I like toast and jam. I like people that can sing. <laughs> Don't like me then. <laughs> Got him. No. Anyway, so you you're armed with people who can go out and sell the product. Your ad doesn't, and and it's the people themselves. So why put the people in the ad when the people are their job is to go out and see the people, and when the other bank lifts them out and all the stuff you've heard us say. So you've got that, you're armed with that, and you're also armed with the fact that while no one ever thinks about their bank, people, as I said earlier, generally know what a bank does. Let me hit you on the one you just said, because this is a great example, and it comes from my heart. So special. But we had a... He's lying, he doesn't have a heart. uh, I don't. Just a lump of charcoal. But um, we had a awesome, 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 and awesome, should I say correctly, uh, mortgage banker in... One of our markets, he was like really, really, really like probably the best one, and he had done awesome for probably five or six, seven years for us. Just amazing, huge close rates, quick for his clients. Like had a great client base. Just is this what I'm thinking? It is super good. I don't know because I'm not going to get that specific, but uh, I guess about six months ago, another financial institution came in and made him an offer he couldn't refuse and so i don't even think there was any negotiation negotiating i think it was i'm taking this i'm leaving so i get a call probably within 20 minutes of this happening scrub all of our marketing of anything with him in it make sure there's no digital ads make sure there's no billboards make sure well guess what we've been so brand centric and so under the banner of our brand that i didn't have to really even do anything it was like okay do a search and we search our little thing and it's like one little piece of a flyer that has a headshot on it that he had used at real estate stuff and it's like okay just pull that don't use again and so it was like 
complete non-event. Now, the, now, if you're a bank that does all billboards with people, puts them all in print, which, by the way, I think both of those are very dead mediums for advertising. Sorry if you're the vendor that does that. Well, but you're putting them on... You put the difference huge, is, let me, let me interject, unless you're either in New York City or a highly rural market, yeah, <laughs> that, that, these that I've been to, that you live in a 200-person town, there's one billboard. There are caveats to everything. Yeah, I just gave it. But to that, we, we ran brand... Dude was so successful under just brand advertising and not himself because he had his yeah. his deal with his business development. He had the good branding around him, but he didn't have any advertising with his face on it no, at all. And he, he really, still performed he really didn't well. and did and was very successful because people knew the brand. And then they went to him as the guy within the brand to do the thing. So then when he leaves, we just I, we can't replace a guy like that because he was that good. Yeah. But, but the, there the, is the two or three that talent that that come off the bench to fill that, they go right into that brand positioning. And you didn't really lose any individual equity. And that's the scary to me is when I see a, a print ad with a person, a, a billboard with a person, they're doing radio ads, they're doing all the... And usually it's funny, the banks that have this are usually doing all the old or what I would say wrong mediums yeah. for modern marketing, but they're always doing it with an individual that with the signature of a higher paycheck will be out the door the next day and you put all that equity into branding that person and not your brand and now you lose because they take all that with them and then you're stuck with well we put all that money into into marketing these people and well, they're gone well and i would i'm not a big proponent of um the roi of marketing but in something specifically like mortgage lending that you know i find it astounding the people who don't have an understanding of the math behind it high volume so it's a big flashy thing yep big flashy people low margin and let's call it brand pandering brandering oh please come over to our bank um you you're a you're a, a 50 million dollar producer 70 million dollar 80 million 100 million dollar producer well what are you gonna do for me my bank now does all this advertising yes yes mr mortgage person we'll do that and you're making two percent the bank's netting two percent on that and then burning it all on on the crap you have to give to to fearfully bring them board yeah board and them. keep them there i don't know that a lot of people are you know they look at us for roi but like the roi of the business unit can sometimes be a little upside down. I mean, there's an example that we've used before that had a, a bank had a relationship, you know, um, that that uh, it was a venue and there was an advertising thing at this venue and the venue really wanted an ad in it that cost um, this amount of money and the banker was like, but they have so X amount of dollars in the bank, $100,000 in the bank, a million dollars in the bank. Well, I just did the math and um, we're paying them interest on that money, and um, the the you buying this ad from them would be tantamount to paying like five or six percent interest. And so you're underwater on the whole relationship. You actually lost money, so you're going to pay them to keep an unprofitable relationship. Yeah, it's and that, so that's so, why I've, you've got to focus on brand. I can't say it enough. Oh, well, it drives me crazy is, when market, I see it in the marketplace. If it's the market I'm thinking of, was able to hire one or two people to come right into that because they understood that the Renaissance brand was strong. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this this is cliche, water under the bridge, old news now, but I'm telling you, it was so easy to just put people right back into that slot where the guy was versus having to, like, scrub a bunch of billboards and print ads and radio, call them up, say, please take this down, go to high school, pull them off the baseball stadiums, you know, or the wall, whatever. That All this kind of local advertising that people think still works. And, hey, again, 
specific areas, it may work. Don't go off the car. We got to take all of our stuff down. But when you talk about, you've got to look for a through line that everyone can relate to. And mm-hmm. so that's what we talk about here is is general through lines of what is important for your brand and it and your bank. And it's branding a unique name and putting it in front of the consumer and then letting your people, you know, do their thing, yeah, whether it's events, showing up to the Kiwanis and Rotaries of the world and Lions Clubs and going to events and shaking the hands and kissing the babies. That's what they do. And you, you give them cover. Your air cover is the big brand at 30,000 feet. Yeah, I'll throw in a couple more things. Um, I think we're about to run out of time. Just saying. Well, we don't have time for another one, and I'll forget to do it before <laughs> before it. Um, is so we're talking about brand advertising. This was a, a conversation I had with my internal staff and then somebody, an, an, an industry professional. So the national average um, click-through rate on digital ads is like 0.33% or something. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a low, you know, less than 1%. And, you know, we're putting out ads that are getting, you know, one and above. And, and like, that's a win because we're outperforming um, – national standards but when you back up from that stat just kind of like the 105,000 is not that bad well one in a hundred sucks so if 99 percent of the people that are seeing your ad aren't reacting to it in the way that you intended i got 99 problems and a reaction ain't one yeah it's not if you were playing any sport or other game and you won one percent of the time you would be a failure so my my charge to to anybody listening to this is what are you gonna do with that ninety nine percent that ninety seven percent that are seeing your ad because that that's a whether the hundred percent of the people that saw the ads is a hundred people or a hundred thousand people or a million people it's a statistical certainty that most of them aren't going to react to it what are you doing with that ad to get them to at least have a brand yeah sentiment so, brand so impression what can we do yeah we want them to convert yes absolutely but only we're playing a numbers game will. only 11% will at any time your yeah. market is 11% of the 1% yeah. that react to the yeah. ad yeah that's that's why i love so it's to- one tenth of 1% essentially people don't eat don't eat a bank 3 times a day like they do a, a meal yeah. they they're not it's they may change a bank relationship once every 5 years so you have to make Maybe. an ad that leaves an impact and and builds a a cumulative. So if you're not going to change your name, because you're not, I'm sorry, you're not going to. We've got so much equity in our name, Josh. We've been they the same to. name for a hundred years. Yep. So if you're not going to do that, make an ad that can leave a cumulative impression on them. There's a. Um, well, I'm not going to tell that story because I don't want to run over. But I'll say it for another day. Save it for another day. Tune in next time, and I'll tell you that story that I didn't really hook you on why you should tune in. Next time to hear that story mm. on Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. That's, that's all we need. Bye. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.